0: Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world, looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time.
1: Welcome back to Lead Time. I'm Jake. This is Tim. We are brothers from another mother. Excited to be with you. If you are listening or watching on this podcast, Lead Time, we believe... Eternities are actually changed when a leader chooses to grow because you invest in your people. You bring happiness, joy, and the excitement of Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection, to them. And hey, if you're not a Christian you're listening, thank you so much for investing with your people as well. It's stewarding your time on this
0: earth well. Yeah, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. There's so much joy and creativity about ready to flow to you, so buckle up, here we go. We need to overview the funnel theory, Jake, from last time. So we, first off, there's things in your world that Rory Vaden says you gotta eliminate, TV, TV, Uh, Social media, you need to eliminate a lot of stuff in your life. You then need to set up systems in your life to automate. So it's out of here, out of here. There's an automation system that's helping you and your business, your church, move toward your goals. And so the next two, as we go down the prioritization funnel here, is is what? The next one. We need to.
1: Delegate. 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 That's the permission of imperfect. Mm -hmm. Permission of imperfect. Everyone see delegate. Delegate. It is a service to allow the natural process of others then to make mistakes as you delegate to them, as you empower them, as you give leadership over to them. A few times a year, I walk around in my day and I think about this question. Does what I'm doing right now require my unique skill set or is it possible that there are other people capable of doing this? You know, Because you get into these ruts where you're doing things and Anyone else could be doing them. It's not what you have been wired to. It's not what God puts you on this earth to be doing. And honestly, you're wasting some time.
0: Exactly. How about
1: you? Is there anything that you're like, man, I've I've delegated this, I needed to delegate?
0: Yeah, no. Um. We Care is a ministry here that uh, cares for God's people. And this has been a ministry that I have sought to delegate over the years. Now, I'm a part of CARE for folks, and right now, the delegation task has landed on one vicar, Thomas Gustafson, who's helping set up systems, and he has to work toward delegation for another leader because he's only here for uh, a year. There's, there's systems that need to be executed there. Uh, there's a team that needs to be cultivated, but I necessarily don't have to be the main one to cultivate the relationships there in that team as they provide care for folks.
1: I love it. If you go really simply to at home, think about things you delegate as a as an adult that you don't like you don't like to do, you know? Like my kids, they take they, they kind of take out the trash, but they definitely take those trash cans that are empty from the street yeah. and they put them in the back. I like to do the dishes, but at times I'm like, man, is your time to do dishes, especially take them out and put them away. And that's about training up your kids for sure. Think about training up your team in different things that they could be doing. Uh, that's that's more important than you doing it. And it's at work, you know, simple things like um, we used to fill out our own um, church expense report for our credit card. No, Joy, you are awesome. Thank you so much for rocking that for us. And
0: she's even started to automate a lot and of then, that. And boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. So um, a lot of times we hear the excuse, I've heard the excuse from, from pastors, if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. Well, Jesus took a risk to release and delegate his mission. You know this, Luke 10, he sent the the 12 and then the 72 out to do exactly what he did, to make space for him to go into other towns, go and prepare a way. Jesus, I'm thinking of of Jesus moving to Jerusalem. Do you remember this? Go find a donkey outside the city and bring it to me. I love
1: that, yeah, it's
0: good. He he calls them to go and, and help with the mission. Jesus is a consummate delegator. So spend a little bit of time right now releasing them, and again, uh, the mission goes the mission goes forward.
1: Yeah, take an audit of why you're not delegating. I believe yeah. it's probably fear or pride. You know, fear that it's not going to be done the way you wanted it to. What's really the root of that? Pride. You're like, man, I want it done this way. I want it done in this amount of time. I don't want anyone else to get in my way of that. And what's happening?
0: You're not. You're not uh, moving forward. So it could be pride, or it could be insecurity. Insecurity they could do the job better Ooh. than you do. Yeah, and why? What? where is your identity, leader? Is it in doing that task, or is it in being a child of God? And do you really take the discipleship, multiplication, delegation, focus of Jesus to heart? If so, release people, a lot of them, to do what you're currently doing. Yeah, thank
1: you, Jesus, for modeling that for us. Rory then goes into the ROTI, ROTI. Right? return on time investment. And he says that, If you're going to do a task and try to delegate it, let's get practical here, you need to spend 30 times the amount of how long it would take to train up someone else to do it. Here's what he says. A professor in one of my business classes taught me that when trying to decide whether to delegate something to someone else or to do something yourself, you should use the 30 to 1 rule. Mm -hmm. That is, if a daily task took a skilled person like yourself five minutes to complete, you should plan to spend at least 150 minutes, that's five minutes multiplied by 30, okay. instructing a subordinate <laughs> how, I don't like that word, but how to complete the same I mean, task. Yeah. Now, the 150 minutes shouldn't all be done at one time and could be spread over a lot of months. He explained the math behind it, because that might be like, wow, that I don't have that kind of time, that's crazy. Well, if a task were to take you personally five minutes a day a day for 250 days in a working year, Yeah. then that means you would spend 1,250 minutes per year on that task. Rather than doing that, however, if you decide to spend 150 minutes training someone to do that five-minute task, and they instead did that task for you, then that would give you an annual savings of 1,100 minutes per year, right? So if you spend this a little amount of time, which seems like a great amount of times times 30, then... In the end, it's going to pay off. And sometimes it's going to pay off within that month,
0: within that year. It's it's just a big paradigm shift. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Why wouldn't I spend 30 to 1 to get that long term? And I'm I'm sorry, but I'm just going to double down on, on church leaders right now. Why wouldn't you spend 30 to 1 to bring someone along to make home visits? to release them to go care for the body of Christ. Why wouldn't you spend 30 to one training up your small group leaders, investing in them theologically so they can multiply uh, the message of Jesus to other people? If We have missed, if you don't, if, discipleship <laughs> equals delegation. If you think of discipleship as anything other than delegation, I'm going to do, you're going to watch, and then it's going to move down that continuum where you're doing, you're releasing people to do things, you're totally missing the leadership power of, of Jesus Christ. So Andy Stanley says, leadership isn't about getting things done right. It's about getting things done through other people. Through other people.
1: Yeah, think about um, who you delegate some of your personal affairs to. Maybe you have an office assistant or accountant, lawyer. We do we have a real estate agent, right? You buy a house, you delegate that responsibility for them to help you out. We do this in our daily life. Well, what could you be doing then in uh, as Tim just said in your ministry life at your workplace to do that?
0: So ask yourself what areas of your life should you look to delegate? So now I like to mow the lawn. I do. It's it's a End result: People are never finished. My lawn can be finished, but maybe for some of you, you're like, "Man, I hate mowing the lawn." You could hire someone to give you more time uh, to take care of your yard. Uh, a nanny, a house cleaner, a grocery shopper, a mechanic, a driver. He even talks about a chef. Now, you may think a lot of those things are only for the wealthy, but if you're looking at money equaling time over time to accomplish the big tasks, the big missions that Jesus has set for you, that those helpers that you delegate your normal daily tasks to are going to prove very, very powerful into the future. When
1: And, and it's interesting to see how the world has changed um, about these concepts. Grocery shopper, just the other day, Nicolette ordered all the groceries online and pulled up for no extra charge, and everything was put into the car. Because on certain weeks, she has so many things going on. I like, I'm going to delegate for them to pull my groceries. Do that. Uh, the mechanic, you, if you don't know how to mess with oil and gas and stuff, you know, I don't that. think they need to go together. Um, that you You want to delegate that. Or a driver, Uber, right? That's right? Instead of you driving to the airport, you have Uber drive you and you can get work done or rest along the way. A chef, hello fresh, you know, there's certain things that you can order so that you're like, I don't have to go and find all those products and have it done for you. What eat do you clean, need to delegate? Way. Find someone to
0: cook for you to eat clean. Eat
1: clean. Exactly. exactly. They have an option on there to do that. So at the top of the funnel, we have eliminate and then it goes to automate, delegate. And then now you have this choice at the very um, bottom end of the funnel. Of that funnel is what do you procrastinate on and what do you concent- concentrate on? That's right.
0: So procrastination is the permission of incomplete. The permission to say, I'm just not going to do that right now. Timing matters. there. Uh, just as a, as a great power of, of discipline, of acting, there's also great power in and, and patience, in and waiting. So you can act on something right now, or you can say, you know what? I'm just going to let that, let that ride. You know, the best person who procrastinates, I'd say on purpose on our team, Mm. Jack Kalberg, our director of finance and operations. And every single week, we, we get together and talk about these are the rocks that we've got to move. We've got it. We've got to focus here. And we are consciously saying these things are important, but they're maybe not as significant. Remember that continuum on the grid. How long is this going to matter? We want to focus on the things that are going to matter for a long period of time, continuing to move on those things. Yeah, let's. Um, to go off on
1: that, I mean, you might get an email and there's something you're like, it's not, it's not that urgent, but you have the authority per se to make a decision on it. But if you want to build up people, procrastinate to that big strategic meeting coming up. Procrastinate uh, over a couple of days to get more opinions, so more people get buy-in. More people have the also the ability to have flex their leadership muscles. Um, another thing that he brought up here is like even with like um, ordering certain things for a restaurant um, or just certain things that you you need to you need to just kind of hold off sometimes. There might be better prices. Um, there the market might shift, and so for certain times you just need to to procrastinate and wait. Unless it's going to put you in jeopardy.
0: That's right. So he, some, uh, he gives a great definition of procrastination. Here it is. We know it's something that we should do, but we don't really want to do it right now. That's procrastination. We're waiting because we are deciding that now is not the right time. It, it's, showing, it's showing patience. So talk about gunslingers. Yeah, so he, he talks about gunslingers and worry warts. Yeah. And so gunslingers have no problem
1: waiting until the last minute. They have to beware though, so we're we're one of the two. You gotta beware that waiting too long and causing after last minute costs. And so there's certain things that as a gunslinger, you're just like last minute, boom, sling it. You know, draw. And so wait be very careful there.
0: So yeah, that's like you may move past the time when you need to act. But on the other hand, there's a lot of worry warts. Now, a worry wart needs to practice patience so as not to incur unexpected change costs. You need both to have a great team. Because if you do, he he talks a lot about if you do an action too soon, the surrounding, the environment may change around you. And you may say, oh my goodness, I made a decision too quick. Um, I'm gonna give you a real-time example of this right now. So our leadership team, has had to make a lot of decisions regarding COVID-19, schools remaining open and closed. And we, our our team has wanted to wait till the very last moment, because things, cases, numbers, all that can change. We've wanted to wait till the last moment to make indicative indicative changes. It it seems crazy, but a lot of schools said, "We're we're not coming back on campus. This is like, you know, six months ago or so. We're not coming back on campus until 2021. It's like, right. how, what? How
1: do you make that decision? How do you know
0: how things are going to go right now? So yeah, we want the combination of a gunslinger that's waiting too long to make the decision and worry warts. This is, you're acting way too soon. We want to make decisions right at the last moment, right at the last moment. Yeah. I love how he says, patience
1: isn't just waiting. It's also giving yourself time to, time to breathe. It's creating margin in your life. It's freeing yourself from the fear that you're not good enough so that you must do everything now in order to prove who you are. No, no, no. In what areas of your life do you need to learn to be okay with things being just okay That's Right. and to trust that time will help sort those out? So at the very end of this whole process, process, procrastinate on purpose. Now we get to concentrate. It's the permission to protect. It's to have these big, wild, audacious, hairy dreams and then to be able to go through that process of eliminate and automate and delegate and procrastinate to say, this is most important. That's going to move the needle of the kingdom of God, of my organization, of my leadership skills to help as m- many people as possible. And really, when you come down to this, it's a, it's a message of stewardship. Exactly.
0: The Holy Spirit has put dreams inside your heart to change the world. Why? Because you are created in the image of God. God has, being a part of the church, it's plan A. You are a part of the church. You're baptized in the name of the triune God if you're connected to a local church. And our mission to reach as many people as possible with the gospel is so, so profound. So I'm gonna say, where are you bringing, where is that dream, that passion, that spark, whatever it is inside of you, connect to the Holy Spirit. Like, I was put on the earth to do this a lot of you know what that is. I was put on the earth to multiply hundreds of leaders to reach millions of people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know that is true. So when I'm discipling people, that's when I'm in my sweet spot. Other things have to kind of move to the side, eliminate, delegate, automate, all that stuff, so I can focus on raising up leaders to multiply the message of Jesus to to millions. What is that thing that God has put on your heart in the marketplace? You need to set aside everything else so you can concentrate just on that one thing, and it is a matter of stewardship. He is I think Rory is a Christian I believe because he had numerous Christian references and he closes with this parable of the talents it really is a stewardship issue
1: a master once called on his workers and delivered some of his gifts to them to one he gave 5 talents to another he gave 2 and to the third he gave 1 he had chosen the gifts to reflect each worker's abilities the master then went on a long journey the man who had received the 5 talents traded with them and made another 5 talents yeah, baby. similarly The man who had received two talents had also gained two more, but the man who had received one talent, he dug a hole into the ground and hid the gift for safekeeping. When the master returned, he visited the workers to see how they had progressed. The man who had been given five talents said, master, you delivered to me five talents and look, I've gained five more. The master said, well done. I will make you a ruler over many things. The man who had been given two talents said, master, you delivered to me two talents and look... I have gained two more talents in addition to them. Mm. The master said to him, well done. Well done. I will make you a ruler over many things. Then the man who had been given one talent came and said, Master, I was afraid, and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, here you have back what is yours. The master responded with great dismay, explaining that the talents had been given not to be stowed away for safekeeping, but to be nurtured, shared, multiplied for the benefit not of the individual who had received them, but the community as a whole. The master instructed, please hand your talent over to the man who has ten talents. Everyone who has done well with what he has been given Uh will be rewarded with abundance, and those who have not must now learn the hard
0: way the lessons that are gifts are meant to be shared. Yeah. So you have... It's not about money. You've been lied to thinking this is about money. The world says it's all about money. No, no, no. It's about time. It's about time. And we only have a short amount of time. What is, at the end of the day, that return going to be? The the beautiful things that that God has done through you. And let's bring this. It's a message of grace, too. You are covered with grace. You are loved unconditionally by God, not because of what you have done or will do, but because of what Jesus has done for you, and now enlivened by the Holy Spirit, he lives inside of you. That's a crazy thing. The master, the one who created and spoke it all into being, uh, lives inside of you, makes a dwelling place in your heart. And I pray you have that urgency now to say, okay, with the days that I have left, I wanna return all of it back to you, Lord Jesus. I don't just wanna spend it for myself, I wanna multiply it for others. So we highly encourage you to check out Procrastinate on Purpose. Thank you, Rory, for your wonderful work. Keep writing, keep researching, brother. We're proud of you and uh, continue to join us on Lead Time. Sharing is caring. Get the word out. We're gonna be in our new digs here in about a month or so. That's gonna be super, super fun. Jesus is good. Today's a good day. Go and make it a great day with him. Peace the Lord go with you. Smile. Later, later. Peace. You have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org slash leadtime Thanks for listening. Tune in next Friday for another episode.